DP show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the virtual Soad Shack tonight from Football Guys. It is one of our favorite recurring guests, Kyle Bellifuel. Kyle, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Joshy, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. I'm excited to uh, get to hang out with you and talk a little football here and talk some waivers. That's right. We are coming off Thanksgiving. You've been in the midst of hunting season, yeah. but uh, the thing we're hunting tonight, Kyle, it's waiver wire targets. Uh, we just had no teams on by. We're about to have a lot of teams on by. Injuries are starting to mount. It is brutal in these streets right now. So we're going to get the people right, get those IDP lineups right for week 13, looking at waiver targets for DL, LB, and DB. So Kyle B, what do you say we jump right into it? Let's do it, brother. All right, let's start on the defensive line. Just like last time, we're going to talk through some targets and then go deeper into a couple of these here. So starting with the DL, Andrew Van Ginkle, Miami Dolphins, replacement for Jalen Phillips, unfortunately on the shelf for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. Eric Armstead, San Francisco 49ers, Samson Ebucam, Indianapolis Colts, Danico Autry, Tennessee Titans, and then Kobe Turner, Los Angeles Rams. Some names for you to pick. Pick for uh, pick from there, Kyle B. Who do you want to talk about first from this list? Uh, yeah, the first guy I want to talk about is uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, obviously, the brutal injury for one of our favorite young IDP rising stars and Jalen Phillips, the Achilles injury, just brutal. Um, you know, let's wish him the best on the speedy recovery and see him get back out there. But, uh, you know, Van Ginkle should be, you know, slotting into that edge role like he did earlier this season when uh, when Phillips missed some time. You know, Van Ginkle had bounced around playing some box snaps, some edge snaps. But when Phillips has been out, you know, he slid into that edge role in uh, the three games that Phillips missed earlier. It was week two, week four, week five. Van Ginkle had an 82% snap share and he had uh, four sacks over that three game stretch. So he was real productive, um, you know, when he filled in there. Um, so, you know, Van Ginkle hasn't. Hasn't uh, got home for a sack since back in week five, but I think that could change with uh, with him sliding back to the edge. And he gets the Swiss cheese Washington offensive line who have surrendered 55 sacks on the year. And uh, as you've coined him, Mr. Sack Howell himself, uh, he's pretty good at, at taking those. So um, I, I think Van Ginkle could get back in that sack column this week, you know, filling in um, yeah. for Phillips. Yeah, sack cow, eating sacks, breakfast, lunch, dinner, <laughs> midnight snack, whatever yeah. meal yeah. it is, he is eating sacks. So that is a fantastic matchup. Kyle, we hate that. Andrew Van Ginkle, Mr. AVG, Mr. Average's opportunity mm -hmm. comes at the expense of our king, Jalen Phillips. Oh, for sure. But that's football and that's IDP. We adapt, we move on, we survive. Like Johnny the Greek always says, you, we're like zombies. You're going to have to cut our heads off to kill us. And so, Absolutely. yes, we will pick up Mr. AVG and plug him in because when he's had this role in relief of Phillips this season, he's been usable for IDP. Mm -hmm. So I love that call. Fantastic matchup. If you're hurting, uh, maybe you had Phillips, maybe you're got one of your guys is on by this week. Uh, this seems like to me, Kyle B, the priority ad of the week is Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah, I'm right with you there. Absolutely. So the guy I want to talk about is Danico Autry. This is one of those not sexy, but very startable. Um, 
veterans along the defensive line in Tennessee, 69% of snaps, uh, 51 of 74 this past week, 21.8 points, three tackles and two sacks. He's only rostered in 13.4% of leagues, playing a very healthy snap percentage each week, never less than 55% of snaps. And get this, Kyle, I did not realize this. You got Harold Landry, right? You got Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Danico Autry leads the team in total pressures, hurries, hits, and sacks with 26. So that is pretty impressive for Mr. Autry. And we talked a little bit about this on previous waiver wire episodes, Kyle. When it comes to defensive linemen, I don't want to chase sacks. I want to chase snaps. And Danico Mm -hmm. Autry is getting that healthy snap percentage I'm looking for. So if I've got bye week blues or injury blues, Mr. Autry is a guy I'm looking to pick up. No, I, I like that call, man. Autry's been sneaky good, you know, like you said, um, and he's got like eight sacks on the year, solid volume. Another thing about Autry, too, is um, in some formats, like in my fantasy league, he's he's labeled a defensive tackle. Um, he doesn't necessarily line up there much. You know, he plays more, more outside, but, um, but you know, it's a little sneaky little play there in those true position or DT required leagues if he does carry that, that defensive tackle tag. So um, I like Autry, you know, like you said, in all formats, um, especially with all the teams up by this week. Yeah, so Autry is a good-looking waiver wire ad. Uh, Samson Ebucam, quick hitter here, Kyle. Um, as a Colts fan, I am well aware of the uh, the flashes that we see from mm-hmm. this edge rushing group with Quiddy Pay, Dio Odangbo, and Samson Ebucam. But these are all guys that I love having on my favorite team's defensive line, not guys that I want to be trying to figure out kind of like the Buffalo bills, yeah. right? You don't want to try to figure out who's going to get the sack each week. And while Samson Ebucam has had flashes this season, he's not a guy I'm going to trust. Um, he, he, he does have the snaps on his side. He has yet to play less than 53% of snaps in a game this season. He is top 20 in tackles, so you got that nice floor. But I don't know, Kyle. Maybe it depends on your situation, but I'm hoping yeah. I can have a little more consistency and stability than Samson Ebucam. Now, you know, he had a strong start, and then he cooled off. He's a great best ball guy, like you said, part of that rotation. Um, yeah, uh, you know, strong start, cooled off. Nice week this week. You know, he plays Tennessee this week. Um, their, their offensive line is, uh, you know, not, not too great. So, um, you know, it could be another, another nice week. It's like you said, though, it's tough to, uh, figure out that, that Colts edge rushing group. Um, and, uh, but you know, if you're in a pinch, uh, why not? Right. Yeah. All of these guys are usable. All of these guys are startable. It's just context specific. So let's move to the DL drop candidates, Kyle, uh, just a couple of names here some bigger names. And I want to get your pulse check here to see. Let's just play the scenario out of you've got some of these guys we just mentioned on your waiver wire, and you've got these two guys on your roster. Are you dropping Leonard Williams of the Seattle Seahawks or number one overall pick Trayvon Walker of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Let me lay out the kind of blueprint here for why these guys might be considered drop candidates. So Leonard Williams playing 86% of snaps last week. 8.5 points, eight tackles, rostered in 30% of leagues. Most points scored was 16.5 against the Washington football team when he played for the New York Giants. Has 12 tackles and one sack in five games with the Seahawks. He is a better real-life player than fantasy at this point. Uh, Trayvon Walker, 
80% of snaps, 5.5 points, two tackles and half a sack last week, rostered in 59% of leagues, has just three double-digit games this season, four and a half sacks, 23 combined tackles. Oh, and he's ranked dead last in PFF on the whole defense, Kyle. So <laughs> let's let's pretend these options are out there for you to scoop up. Leonard Williams, Trayvon Walker on your team. Do you feel comfortable dropping either of these guys to make some of these waiver additions? Yeah, I do. Like you know, like you said, I, I was with Leonard Williams, just the twelve tackles in a sack in five games with the Seahawks. I was hoping you know he might you know have a little bit more pep in his step playing for a more competitive team there in Seattle. Like you said, better real life player than uh, IDP fantasy player right now for us. So I can I can see you know letting him walk, picking up a guy like Van Ginkle or or Autry even and Javon Walker. Um, yeah, it has you know hasn't hasn't been great and. Um, you know, dynasty wise, obviously it's a different story. He's a young player. Um, you know, we were hoping for that that third year to be the the big step. We've heard um, you know, the, the great John Macri, you know, talk about that and lay out the stats. Shout out John. Um, so we're hoping for that out of Walker. But in redraft, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it'd be hard to, you know, pass up on a, you know, a shot at Van Ginkle against Washington this week. We's going to see some more run in a premier spot you know Autry coming off a big game he's been more productive and um yeah this time of year it's especially with six teams on by injuries mounting up man and it's getting to crunch time with the playoffs coming up you got to get those wins at points where you can yeah I think I would rather start all of the guys that we mentioned over yeah. Leonard Williams or Trayvon Walker at this point and like mm-hmm. Kyle mentioned this is a redraft context you're not dropping Trayvon Walker in dynasty yeah. uh, you're going to hold that guy and wait for the third or fourth year breakout um, once he just learns the game a little more. And mm-hmm. uh, we we do believe we do believe in Trayvon Walker's upside, but it's just not quite there yet for uh, IDP purposes. So a uh, couple drop candidates for you there. If you've got those are the kind of guys, Calby, the kind of guys that we're looking at dropping. We've been having this conversation on the show a lot, like especially in true position leagues. Mm-hmm. We can just churn and burn those guys from like 25 on down. Are you finding yourself to be less and less patient with the plethora of options in true position leagues? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, Johnny the Greek always says half the battle is paying attention. So if you're staying a step ahead, seeing which guys are are, are on their way up and cutting the guys that are stagnant, not not really making much noise, like, you know, like Leonard Williams hasn't really done much. You know, you, you want to be ahead of the game, picking up the guys on the way up and, and uh, yeah, turning and burning and, and keeping that roster tight, man. That's right. Cut the fat every week. Yep. Uh, if guys aren't getting the, and this is where we talk about with defensive line, look at the underlying metrics, look yep. at like the pass rush win rate, look at the mm-hmm. pressure rate, look at the snaps, look at the things that lead to production, right, Kyle, Absolutely. not the production itself. We don't want to chase that, especially yep. on low volume. You want guys playing a ton of snaps that are doing their job very well, because yep. that's what leads to those two, three sack games that can win you a week. Absolutely, man. Yep. You got to follow the breadcrumbs that leads you to those big games, man. It's like you said, win rate, pressure rate, volume, all the things that, that, that the guys need to get it done. Those are the nuggets we want to pay attention yeah. to that lead to the feast. So yes, sir. let's move to linebacker and talk about some targets here, starting in Washington with Cody Barton. He is back playing 100% of snaps, nine points in week 12, six tackles. Nicholas Morrow, we saw Zach Cunningham go out. Uh, we also have the um, Nicobe Dean on the shelf as well. So 
It's Nicholas Morrow. Maybe it's Shaq Leonard. Sounds like the Cowboys and Eagles are kind of uh, potentially in a bidding war for Shaq Leonard services. So I don't think that changes the equation for at least week 13, even if the Eagles do sign Shaq Leonard. Uh, Anthony Jennings, New England Patriots. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie. Kyle, I'm sure we'll talk about him from your <laughs> beloved Green Bay Packers. And then EJ Speed. Indianapolis Colts, we mentioned Shaq Leonard out the door in Indianapolis, opening up the way for EJ Speed to have over a 90% snap share in Week 12. So, Kyle, kick us off here. Who do you want to start with? It may be uh, perhaps Mr. McDuffie. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on McDuffie quick here. Um, Devondre Campbell uh, was out this week. It was a neck neck deal, I believe. Um, so he was unable to go. So McDuffie's the top backup in Green Bay when Walker or uh, Campbell are unavailable. And, you know, McDuffie's solid, man. You know, he slides in there. He's he's pretty solid tackle machine. He had 11 tackles this week. Um, he's not the biggest guy, but, man, he sticks his nose in there. And he's good for uh, a nice little floor for, for tackle production, for sure. And I'll be honest, man, since Campbell has come back and he's in these last few weeks, he hasn't quite looked himself, so um, I, I'm wondering how long it's going to take him to heal up. I, I don't know what it is. McDuffie's, you know, been solid filling in, so uh, I'm curious, kind of, if they let Campbell heal up a little bit or, or what they do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if <clears throat> if Campbell's out, McDuffie's a solid play again. Um, so, and then just one other guy uh, is Cody Barton in Washington. Um, you know, he was out on IR with that ankle injury. Uh, he came back. He slid right back into his uh, lead role. Played all 54 snaps. Um, Jamin Davis, uh, his his role got reduced a little bit. He was down to uh, 76% snap share. That was his lowest since week two. So, um, you know, if Barton is is floating around the waiver wire, uh, you know, maybe they didn't really your league base didn't realize he was coming back this week. He's he's a grab because you know the volumes there. He's he's your lunch pail tackle guy. Not super exciting, but the dudes out there, the volumes there, he'll fall into a few tackles, and uh, you know, we, we need something, right? It's six teams on by. <laughs> That's right. So um, it's the it's the internet meme of the wine section that says exciting whites. That is Cody Barton. He is <laughs> yep. uh, the blue collar lunch pail exciting white. So mm-hmm. now the wrinkle in Washington to pay attention though is that Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator, fired. So how does that change things now moving forward? Does Cody Barton retain that 100% of snaps linebacker role? Yep. Probably, but it is a wild card to keep in mind as you're making your waiver claims this week. Um, Cody Barton probably is already rostered in your league, but if he's not, that is definitely the highest priority add on this list, in my opinion, Kyle, because we know for a fact this guy is going to play 100% of snaps, at least based on what we've seen. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of a question mark there with Del Rio out the door. But uh, we've seen what this guy can do with the role, and it has been profitable. I would say number two, even with the Shaq Leonard possibility looming out there, Nicholas Morrow seems mm-hmm. like the number two pickup for me. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially when you look at the way that that how banged up that Philadelphia linebacker unit is. Um, uh, Kobe Dean and I are with the foot hamstring for Zach Cunningham. We know those can linger. Morrow and Christian Ellis are, you know, the last two guys standing in Morrow. You know, he was the guy this week uh, with the volume and, you know, Morrow, he can have slow production, but he sure didn't this week with 12 tackles and a tackle for loss. So um, yeah, it, it looks like he could be the guy here again. I will be shocked if the Eagles do not sign Shaq Leonard with the whole connection with the head coach yep. there uh, who was in Indianapolis pre- yep. uh, previously. So I just think this deal gets done. There seems to be sort of a sort of a pipeline between the Eagles and Colts. You know, we've gotten yeah. our past two coaches from the Philadelphia Eagles. 
there's a little bit of a connection there between those two. So I think Shaq Leonard will be there, but I think for week 13, you're safe with Nicholas Morrow. So he would be my number two. Isaiah McDuffie would be my number three. He has been the waiver wire hero this season for me, Kyle, as far as the linebacker position. It's just like old, reliable. Yeah. Come get him when either Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell yeah. is out, and he has been steady Eddie for you. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And he's been just rock solid when he gets his opportunity. Um, he's really taken over that top reserve spot, you know, and uh, when he gets a shot, he makes the most of it. Absolutely. Now, the guy I want to talk about, no surprise, if you've been listening to the yeah. IDP show at all this season, you know, we've been saying stash EJ speed. His time is coming. Whether it was via injury or just outright benching, we didn't think it was going to be Shaq Leonard's release, but <laughs> Shaq Leonard's release has now cleared the way for EJ Speed, 95% of snaps, only 7.3 points, six tackles, so not a lot, uh, but keep in mind, Zaire Franklin only had 7.8 this week. It was just a poor matchup against the pass happy Bucks. Uh, EJ Speed rostered in just 12% of leagues, and he gets Tennessee in week 13. This is a big division game. They love to run the ball with Derrick Henry. So I think this could be one of those weeks where we're saying, oh my, EJ Speed has potentially like um, playoff winning upside here as we close out the season because we've seen Kyle, both of these linebacker positions for IDP be profitable in different iterations of Zaire Franklin, Shaq Leonard, Bobby Okereke, EJ Speed. It has been different guys at different times, but both roles in this Gus Bradley defense can eat. Absolutely. And this is what we've been waiting for, right? It when, uh, was a few weeks ago when Franklin was out, <clears throat> we thought it would be Speed you know, getting getting a bigger role. And it was Seguin to Luby, which yep. nobody in their right mind saw coming. You know, it's like, who is this guy? Um, but, uh, you know, this week, you know, the Leonard gets released. We're all like, holy smokes. And uh, it was speed and Zaire Franklin speed, 57 snaps, 95%. And there wasn't another off ball linebacker to get any runs. So that is what we were looking for. And, you know, like you said, just the six tackles this week, but, you know, there'll be better days ahead if he gets his volume. And I'm super intrigued with uh, with EJ Speed down the stretch here as well. I think he's got serious upside. And if he's sitting on your waiver wire, man, that's a that's a that's a slam of the mouse. Oh, slam oh, dunk. Yeah, let's do it. Get yep. pick up EJ Speed now. He is not going to be the LB one on the Colts. Right. That is going to be Zaire Franklin. So I do Absolutely. like. Uh, that's why I like Cody Barton better. Yep. And uh, while I like Nicholas Morrow, why I'd prioritize yep. them. I would, so I would put probably EJ speed behind probably McDuffie three speed four, Jennings five uh, is how I would prioritize any different ranking for you, Kyle. Uh, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm more of the I'm more comfortable with the volume with Bart. Like you said, there is a little bit of a question mark with Del Rio Rivera, you know, getting axed there. But, um, you know, like you, you know, we were talking about Morrow, that situation with all the injuries, it looks pretty safe volume wise with Barton and Morrow. And that's that's where I tend to lean more comfortable with that. Definitely intrigued with speed. But, yeah, you know, those guys I'm a little more comfortable as well. All right, let's talk about some drop candidates then. And uh, let's go to Houston first. Henry To'o, To'o, just 33% of snaps uh, on Sunday, 6.8 points, four tackles, rostered 28% of leagues. Since the bye week, he hasn't played more than 50% of snaps. Uh, Perryman returns from suspension next week, likely reducing his snaps even more. And then David Long, Miami Dolphins, 67% of snaps 
on the Black Friday game, 5.8 points, four tackles, rostered in 29% of leagues, not playing every snap, and he's being outplayed by Jerome Baker, which is never a good sign at any point in your career, Kyle B. So are you fine blasting Toto Toto and David Long out the airlock, as Johnny likes to say, to pick up one of these other guys? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the Houston situation to Oto had, you know, he had the job there for a little while, but you know, he was out the last few games with a concussion and, and it's been Christian Harris and uh, Blake Cashman. And he, he made it back this week and it's, it was those two guys again. So that's, you know, tells me enough and with Perryman coming back. Yeah. Hit, hit the airlock as Johnny would say. And uh, David long, I know me and Josh have, have long been David long fans, but um I've been stubborn to hold on to him on a lot of teams, but, uh, you know, I, I'm fine dropping him too. Um, it's just, you, you know, the, the snap fluctuation, the variation week to week, I, I don't like to play around with that. And we, like you said, when you're getting all played by Jerome Baker, it's not, not great. Yeah. It's just time to let go. If you're getting less than 70% of the snaps and you're getting outplayed yep. by Jerome Baker, that's just one strike <laughs> too many for me. Yeah. Sorry, David long. I think you're a good real life NFL mm -hmm. player. I don't think you're a great IDP. So I'll, bo I'll boot you out of there in favor of one of these other guys. So let's keep this train rolling though, Kyle, and go over to DB targets. And uh, let's talk about again, green Bay Packers, Jonathan Owens yes. has stepped in and played very well. 99% of snaps uh, on the Thanksgiving day game against the lions. Just a ton of snaps, 84 mm -hmm. of 85 snaps for Jonathan Owens, 28 points, 12 tackles, eight solos, one fumble recovery, defensive touchdown rostered in 24% of leagues. Um, Traverius Ward, San Francisco 49ers, another option, 93% of snaps this past week. 17% um, of leagues he is rostered. Uh, he had five tackles in that last game there against the Seahawks. Uh, PJ Locke, Denver Broncos, another option filling in for uh, the, who is the guy? Remind me, Kareem Jackson, is it, that got yes. suspended it, yet again? Yeah. Yes. Old Kareem Jackson just can't stop trying to kill people just on the NFL field. money out of his wallet every week. I think he's. I think he's actually lost more money than he's been paid this year because of suspensions. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And lost wages because you know yeah. uh, between fines and suspensions, this guy's paying to play football pretty much. So, PJ Locke <laughs> filling in seventy four percent of snaps, twenty point three point seven tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble, and then filling in for Minka Fitzpatrick has been Trenton Thompson on the Pittsburgh Steelers, ninety eight percent of snaps, fifteen point nine points this last week, five tackles and an INT, rostered in just four percent of leagues Kyle B who do you want to talk about from this list I'm going to go with the homer pick and go with uh, my man Jonathan Owens from Green Bay um you know the the secondary or well the uh, well yeah the entire secondary has been banged up but the safety unit Rudy Ford's dealing with a bicep injury he's been out and um uh Darnell Savage has been on IR with that calf and Jonathan Owens uh he stepped up and he's he's been awesome and uh it's been him and rookie Anthony Johnson Jr. um He's been playing more of the deep safety role and Jonathan Owens has been coming up, playing a little bit more uptight like Rudy Ford was filling that spot. And he's been awesome. I mean, like you just look at this past week, 12 tackles, a touchdown, um, it, it, that crazy 84 snaps, just nuts, man. Um, yeah. Owens has been fantastic. And I mean, I'm kind of curious what it looks like when everybody's healthy, but I, I think Owens has been playing so well. Like, I don't know how you keep him off the field. Right. And it's not a knock on the other guys. Rudy Ford was playing well as well. So you know, there could be that situation where you give it a week when they're all healthy, but as long as somebody's out of the picture, whether it be Savage or Ford, uh, Owens is, you know, he's the man back there and he's playing really well. 
playing really well. Love to see him continue to get the opportunity. The guy for me, Kyle, is PJ Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Kareem Jackson is going to be suspended the next three weeks, so yep. Locke should continue to be a starter. He was the third-ranked defensive player, according to PFF, this past weekend amongst all Bronco players. And he gets a sweet matchup versus Houston next week, who's one of the top passing offenses in the league. And uh, here's the beautiful part. He's rostered in just 3% of leagues. So nobody is holding P.J. Locke right now. If you go look on your waivers, he's probably there, and he's going to have an opportunity. So that's a nice sneaky ad, in my opinion, Kyle. Yeah, totally with you, man. He had a nice week this week, too. Seven tackles in that fourth quarter sack to force the fumble. Uh, came up big for the Bronco defense. And like you said, widely available. Six teams on by, injuries piling up. Here's a guy, Price of a Mouse Cliff. Shout out Johnny the Greek. Price of a Mouse Cliff, you can get him and uh, and throw him in your roster. Because we know Kareem Jackson ain't playing. He's, he's, uh, he's shelling out money, taking out a loan to cover all his fines. So. <laughs> He's having to talk to some loan sharks just to be yeah. able to play football this year. Yeah. So, um, tough Trenton scene. Thompson. Yeah, it is. It really is a tough scene. Uh, yeah. Trenton Thompson is another good option as well. Yeah. 98% of snaps. Um, rostered in just 4% of leagues. Remember, Keanu Neal is also on IR. So, this Pittsburgh defense is just really banged up right now between the linebacker injuries that we've seen there, the safety injuries. Uh, TJ Watt, thankfully, has been a little more healthy. Cam Hayward's back in the mix now. They still have Alex Highsmith. So this defense is still getting it done. Uh, so Trenton Thompson, along the lines of P.J. Locke, a nice add as well. But let's move to some drop candidates here, Kyle, because we've got some more names on this list. And I'm just curious if anyone on this list fits your criteria for droppable. Let's start in Dallas. Donovan Wilson, 99% of snaps this past game, 9.5 points, 6 tackles. Jason Pinnock. 100% of snaps, 8.8 points, six tackles. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback Pittsburgh Steelers, 100% of snaps, 5.3 points, two tackles. And then Pat Sertan, Denver Broncos, 100% of snaps, 73 snaps total, 4.5 points, four tackles. So a mix of cornerbacks, safeties, any of these guys, are you uh, you know dropping them to make room for one of these other guys we've discussed? Yeah, for sure. You know, especially like you look at Jason Pinnock from the Giants going into a bye week. And, you know, he was he was really solid beginning of the year as a nice waiver wire guy production. It's slowed down as of late here and he's heading into his bye week, which means you're going to have to fill that spot. You're starting lineup if you're in one of those leagues starting three or four guys. We just covered a couple of guys in Locke and Thompson that um, are available in a lot of different leagues. And, uh, you know, so I'm definitely he Pinnock doesn't isn't a guy I'm holding through a bye week. Um you know, because I need to have him in my lineup or anything. So I could totally let him go. And Donovan Wilson's been tough because he started off the year banged up. And then since he's been back, hasn't been what we had hoped, you know, after what we've seen in the past, he, he had been a nice uh, safety or defensive back option for us, but it just, it hasn't been great. So that's uh, tough. And then uh, Patrick Sertain, you mentioned he's out there a bunch, but he's the old, Oh, there's Sertain. We'll throw at Fabian Morrow on the other side and just, uh, you know, let him uh, get some cardio. The other yeah, side, get, so. get some wind yeah. sprints in, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. Yeah. lesser two evils effect yeah. that Johnny always talks about on the yeah. cornerback corner podcast. Absolutely. They're, they're not going to throw at Sauce Gardner. They're going to throw yeah. at DJ Reed, who had an interception this past week. That's yep. just how these things go. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, we should mention, we talked about these teams on by. So Buffalo, Chicago, Las Vegas, Minnesota, the New York Giants, and Baltimore all on by in week 13. So some nice IDP options are going to be out of your lineup. Um, maybe that'll give Mad Max time to heal. Lord willing, Kyle, we don't need Absolutely. any more edge injuries. Let this man rest. Um, 
get, get better, Max Crosby. We need you for the home stretcher, buddy. Absolutely, I'll be I'll be saying a prayer for him uh, this week. Let's let's get healthy. Let's get right, and let's 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 get it done down the stretch here. I got him on a, quite a few rosters, and he's just so much damn fun to watch. Yes. So I asked this question last week of Jason King from DLF. Kyle, I'll ask you the same question. What kind of factors, numbers, data do you look at when deciding who to pick up at DB and who to cut loose? Yeah, so definitely it, when we're talking about DB, you, first thing is you want to make sure it's a full-time player because you can get flash the pan guys with a pick or whatever, you know. So definitely want to look at Snapshare. We're talking safeties that you, I'm always looking for them guys that are up in that IDP sweet spot and that box slot area up tight. You like that? Not that there's anything against guys that play deep because you can, they can still get it done. But those those are factors I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, corners, um, definitely looking at slot guys, too, that, that are getting a good, healthy snap share. And, um, yeah, you know, those are the kind of factors, and you know. You know, we talked about churning and burning earlier players. Guys aren't producing. Find the guys that are, man. Get ahead of it. See the guys that are seeing some snaps. And then look at, you know. Were they playing deep early? What's what roles? What's their role looking like? You know, because we've seen it with like Xavier McKinney, Jason Pinnock. It's kind of shift. Xavier McKinney's been hot lately. Pinnock, you know, hasn't, and, and just uh, things like that. Yeah, totally agree. It is all about um, opportunity. That's the name of the yep, game in IDP. Absolutely. We want the guys playing the snaps, but because there is such a plethora of options, especially. Yep in those leagues like sleeper that are DB designation. Um, you've got usually three cornerbacks per team that are usable Two safeties. Let me ask you this, Kyle, we brought up a player from the Seattle Seahawks. Who's been the apple of our eye. And then that apple turned rotten. Once Jamal Adams came back into the mix. What do you make of Julian love playing above 90% of snaps uh, the last two weeks there in Seattle? Is this a flash in the pan, a game plan decision? Like did get their doors blown off by the 49ers. So right. maybe he just came in and spelled either Diggs or Jamal Adams, but any interest in Julian love now that he's crept back above 90% of snaps the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm a little intrigued for sure because we've seen him be, you know, super productive in the past. But he's he's been a player. I with you guys, I've been avoiding him just because of that unknown situation with Jordan Brooks coming back so fast this season, which I didn't expect. And I'm um, like, what are we doing with the the safeties when Jamal Adams is healthy and whatever? But yeah, I, I'm intrigued when when he gets up in that 90% snap range for sure. Um, you know, I might I might give it another week just to get three weeks in a row because I don't want to get I don't want to lose what the defensive back or safety position each week. That's a that's a that's a position where I at least want to wash it out in my matchups because there's just like you said, there's three corners, two safes on each team. You can find volume if you just pay attention and it, you don't want to lose that position because there's there's so many options. So but no, I'm intrigued with love again. Yeah, intrigued. I'm willing to pick him up and hold him. Yes. I'm yes. not rolling him out there this week. Totally I with just, you. Don't trust it. Let's see it another week and then we yep. can make a decision. So Cal B, thank you for coming on my friend. This was a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to getting you on this waiver episode. Of course, uh, the fine folks can find your work over at football guys, including the waiver article. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out guys, footballguys.com. Get you a subscription over there. One of the best values in fantasy football. Kyle, we'll get you out of here on this, my man of all the guys we've talked about tonight, and maybe even guys that weren't on our list, who are you prioritizing, targeting the most headed into week 13 in your leagues? Um, if we're talking linebacker, I'm with you with Cody Barton would be my my number one pickup just because he slid right back in that lead role. There is a little bit of a question mark, as you stated, with the coaching situation. I love that point. But um, 
I, I like the volume guys, especially in a lot of leagues. I start three to four linebackers that I'm in. So I'll be after him. Uh, defensive end or edge, whatever you want to call it, it'd be Van Ginkel for me because he's sliding into that that edge role with Phillips missing and he gets that primo match against Washington. And then uh, defensive back, if Jonathan Owens is sitting out there, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I don't know, you know, if Ford or, or Savage ready to come back, I, I would take a shot at him as well. Yeah, for me, it's PJ Locke. Guys, go pick up the Denver Broncos safety filling in for Kareem Jackson. Hell, because when Jackson comes back, he's probably going to do something dumb again and get suspended <laughs> again. This is yeah. just a tale as old as time. So go pick up PJ Locke and profit the rest of the fantasy regular season and into your playoffs. Kyle B, stay warm up there in the great frozen north. You said you guys had your first snow. God bless you, man. It's it's uh, all your favorite pastimes are getting washed away, but we appreciate you coming on and talking waivers with us this week, man. Oh, I appreciate you having me on, Josh. This was a blast, and uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, sitting down and chopping it up with you, buddy, and I'll do my best to stay warm up here. I'm going to let the beard keep growing, hair keep growing, and, and we'll stay warm. Just wrap it around your head like yeah. a toboggan and tie it up yep. at the top. That way it'll keep yeah. your ears nice and warm. So, I got some ideas. There you go. Uh, We can't wait to see it. We can't wait to see it. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. We really appreciate y'all. Make sure you check us out over at the IDPshow.com. We will be back next Tuesday with Jeff Pomazal, our very own, talking about week 14 waivers. Jace, I believe, has you back on, Kyle, for the rankings episode this week. So we're getting a double dose of Kyle B in the feed. You'd love to see it. Yeah, man, I'm excited to, to sit down with Jason, talk some ball, too. I'll probably hit my quota for the year in the IDP show feed. Your listeners will be tired of me, so we'll get it all done in one week. <laughs> Impossible to get tired of Kyle B. Make sure you check out the feed. We've got IDP bets this week as well with Johnny, Adam, and Mike Wollert, so check that out. But until next time, y'all enjoy the football, and we'll see you soon. Chain smoking.